coming out and just pray the Holy Ghost will minister tonight. We're here expecting. Amen. Looking forward to the word of God coming forth. Brother Murphy will be speaking tonight. God bless those that have joined with us online. Amen. There's going to be a meeting in the air. There is going to be a meeting in the air.
Hallelujah. Wow, it sounds like camp meeting time in here. Praise the Lord. We're on fire. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like to sing, Oh, my loving brother, when the world's on fire. Don't you want God's bosom to be your pillow? Amen. There's no place to rest like God's bosom. My, I'm just, as most of you have been, I'm sure, thinking about what's going on in Ukraine. And I was thinking this afternoon, you know, Mr. Putin is threatening to loft some nuclear bombs, you know. And, but I was thinking about what the prophet said. There's not one bomb going to fly before we're going to be gone. So they can say what they want. But as long as I'm still here, it's not going to fly. Because I'm part of the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're a part of the bride of Jesus Christ. And we're going to praise the Lord. We're going to keep pressing on. We're going to do what we got to do until Jesus calls us home. Amen. We want our bosom to be in God's, to be our pillow. God's bosom to be our pillow. Amen. Oh, my loving brother.
stone is rolled back. Gone, the tomb is empty. Gone, the stone is rolled back. Gone, the tomb is empty. Gone, triumphant. He is our champion tonight. Oh man, he's never been defeated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to his name. Amen. We got a testimony to read. I'm going to ask Brother Mike to come and pray with us. Um, Sister Janelle Lamb has written here. She's saying back in November, she was diagnosed with an eye condition that severely affected the vision in her right eye. She went up for prayer. She claimed her healing. She went back to the specialist today and she says, I'm happy to report that my vision has been restored 100%. Hallelujah. Praise and glory goes to our Lord 
Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father. Wonderful. Wonderful. Praise God. Our God is so faithful. Our God answers prayer. Amen. I haven't got any written prayer requests here tonight, but we can just hold uh, needs in our heart. Those that have uh, been mentioned, Brother Henry, we're going to continue to remember him, and Sister Laura Collins over in Edmonton, different ones that we've been praying for. Uh, needs have been mentioned at the prayer meeting. We just want to continue to remember. Amen. God bless you, Brother Mike. Glory. Amen. Ready to have church tonight? I sure am. I missed two services. I'm like, my goodness. I feel like it's been a month's worth of services. I'm ready. I'm, I got my order in. I hope you do. I'm singing, I'm praising, and I'm ready. Amen, Brother Victor? We ain't coming just to fill tonight's service pews. No, sir, I'm, I'm here to thank the Lord for an empty tomb. Amen, Sister Danielle? I appreciate the testimony. Amen, it's because of an empty tomb that we can give God the glory tonight. Amen, let's pray. Heavenly Father... Lord, my heart is so thrilled. It's so bubbling over as the song. Lord's uh, pen down, bubbling over. It's bubbling over. It's bubbling in my soul. I'm singing. I'm shouting since Jesus made me whole. Amen. You might think, people might think that's a Sunday school song. Lord, that's my song tonight. For Lord, our, our souls could be bubbling over because an empty tomb tonight, Lord. There's many religions that can't point to an empty grave. But Lord, we can point to a tomb 2,000 years ago that Lord it held a body but Lord scripture said I will not leave my one his soul to be corrupted Lord and the body to be corrupted and, and to rot away but it would raise up Lord before that third day Lord sister Danelle Lord tonight testified that my God is still real he is living he's true today because he's healed me and made me whole oh God we thank you Lord Jesus tonight we lift our voices up tonight to thank you for Lord you're living amongst us our children can see there's a living God. They can see their daddies and mommies. They can come up for prayer. They can hold on to the promise of your word. And then you can come forth and act on their faith. And then a mom and dad could say, their son, their daughter, my God is real. And he's living in my soul. As the song was is written, Lord Jesus, tonight, one more time, would you show yourself mighty amongst us, Lord? Your prophet said, "Just I love to see my God in battle. Lord, would you go to battle tonight for your people? We have Brother Henry, who's in need. We have Sister Laura, who's in need. We have Brother Milko, who's in need. We have Sister Ella, who's in need. We have Sister Bev, who's in need, Lord. Oh, God. Lord, your arm's not too short. Oh, Jesus, would you come and just meet these needs for us tonight, Lord. May our faith, Lord, strike something tonight. We could reach forth, Lord, the same faith that Sister Janelle had. But, Lord, we could tap into the word, into the promise you've given us. But as Jean has been preaching principles of faith, oh God, tonight, if we could just access that realm, just for a moment as Moses stood at the burning bush, the pillar of fire came in a moment, Lord. Things were never the same again. May it be a sacred sands evening tonight for your people. Move on the scene, oh God. Touch your people once again, we pray. Oh, that we could be in that cleft of the rock as we sang, rock of ages, cleft for me. Lord, may there be a sinner tonight. Lord, as the song we sung, oh, lost sinner, 
will be crying on judgment day. But that's why mercy is still available tonight. Grace is still extended tonight. For those that need you. Oh, may those that are lost be saved tonight by the word of God, we pray. We commit this evening to you now in the service in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You love him. Amen. You may have your seats. We have a special tonight. Uh, the Briner girls, you want to come and be ready for a special. I just have a little announcement just to remind everybody that we have a work be at camp this weekend. Right, Brother Jeff? Amen. Yes. The Lord has done great things for us with our camp. It's been a sacred place for us. Even as we prayed, it's been a sacred sands area, even for many that have, the Lord has impacted them through the camp. And so it's a little time for us to give back. So I just want to remind everybody that we have a little work to be there. So those that are not here tonight, I'm telling you, you're going to miss out for not being in church tonight. We're going to have a good time. But you can hear me, so you won't miss out on Saturday because we'll have a good time too. Together with some fellowship with the people and a little bit of muscle. Amen. And so, please remember that, and we'll have a, upcoming, we'll have another announcement in regards to some, uh, some of the cleaning needs for the summer schedule as well, so we'll just be looking for that, we'll may, maybe make an announcement in the coming weeks. God bless you. the scriptures before I could read them. I found them to be true. That's why I believe them. With all of my heart, my soul, and my strength, with every song I sing, I choose to be a Christian.
that. It's wonderful to be a Christian. It's a love relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I just want to welcome a young couple here tonight. Brother Matthew DeCurdy has invited Asher and Nancy. They're here fellowshipping with us tonight. We just want to welcome you. Pray God will bless you. Amen. We'll invite Brother Murphy to come. Maybe we can sing together. Maybe we can stand. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. Father, I see that you are drawing.
worshipers are here to worship at our dear Lord. We have something that we can worship Him about. He is the one that saved us. He is the one that gave the word in this hour. And He is the one that's worthy for all the worship that we have. Let's bow our head and pray before we go to the word. Our gracious Heavenly Father, how we thank you, Lord. Lord, you always amaze us. Hear the testimony. Lord, that the testament that are written out. And also hear the testimony and the sing that it out. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your keeping power, Lord. Lord, you have a fight to the wizard and enemy. Lord, you have me in the battleground. And Lord, you win every battle, Lord. Everyone, Lord. Lord, we're giving all the glory and all the thanks. Lord, may you... We come into tonight with an expectation, not expecting a man, but Lord, expecting the Son of a man, Lord. Because you're the one that revealed the word to us. You're the one that gave us the deliverance. You're the one that healed out our sickness. Lord, it's not merely about theology, but Lord, it's about a word in this hour. By the Holy Spirit of an anointing, Lord, that you have anointed the word so that we can hear the word and receive the word and believe it and we see the results of it. We thank you, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that tonight that meet your people's need. Lord, that there is a many need in this body. Lord, is summoned in sickness and that some need a deliverance. But Lord, we're not coming here with set face. Lord, we come here with a faith to your word. That we know that by the word of the preaching of the word, Lord, you are going to meet the need. You already meet the need. Just open our eyes so that we can see it. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's turn to the book of the Romans, chapter 8. Book of Romans, chapter 8. Let us read it from verse 28. We just want to continue with the subject of last week that I was speaking at the time. Uh, is running out. I uh, just want to uh, speak on the part two. Uh, I was want to uh, give it a title. Uh, time is running out, so the foreknowledge of a God is also reaching to his uh, destiny. But it's too long. <laughs> so I'll just say, uh, do it a part two. But I'll, I'll try to put this two uh, together uh, as uh, uh, the service is going further. Let's turn to the uh, uh, chapter 8 of the book of Romans, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? May the Lord bless this word. You may be seated. I trust that we all realize that we are living in the tremendous, tremendous time that in this age, everything is the same cycle that are coming uh, to an end. And so I just, um, uh, you know, the other day just uh, uh, heard that the news that they said um, uh, what's happened in the Ukraine and in Russia. 
but uh, I think that um, uh, the God gave us a bigger, bigger sign, uh, more than that, that we can go to and know that God has sent the seventh angel that it to this earth. And when we saw that, and we know there is a mighty angel that at the same time revealed his, his word to us. And that's the sign that we have. I think the last time I said that it also, and so the Lord gave us the last sign, and he turned his, his back towards the, the tent, just like what he did that uh, when he was in the book of Genesis, and uh, the revealed the secrets of the heart. And that's the, the greatest sign, that the last sign that the Lord gave it to us. By all of that, and that we also, I think for the believer, uh, we're looking for our redemption is driving nigh. And even just by that. Uh, but the Lord also gave us a science after science. So you hear the rumors of wars and the wars that, uh, um, between the nations and the nations. Um, but uh, the prophets also give us a, com- a comfort that before the first bomb drop and we're out of here. And I was just uh, reading the, the scripture, I mean the, the message the other day. And Brother Rama said that uh, it doesn't take it much. It's just taking one man drink a, uh, uh, just a one, one cup more of vodka. And that it sets the whole thing off, and then uh, the whole world is uh, is gone. I was thinking, well, he didn't say the sake, he didn't say the martini, he didn't say the whiskey, he said the vodka. So if, I think the prophet is as precise than anything else. So we just have our whole confidence on what the word of God has said, and to believe it, and you will come out all right. And so the one thing I would like to speak that about is the foreknowledge. Uh, of God, and um, you know we are, we also uh, many times that we have the conversation uh, we're talking about today, uh, is our free moral agency is our true cho- cho- uh, choice is greater or is the predestination of God is greater? And sometimes we're thinking, okay, what well, if God predestinated us? Uh, what need me to do anything? And uh, if, uh, because no matter what I do, He's already predestinated. And we're also thinking, okay, if I have the free choice, if I have a, a free moral agency, that's uh, the, the, the term that the prophet used. Uh, but it was just uh, your, your rights that you can choose. And uh, so the other day, actually, uh, Brother Tim and um, Brother John Manassi were, uh, you know, where the brothers is having the, uh, lunch together. And so we're getting on talking. And it, it just uh, make me, uh, uh, my, my, my brain starts returning. So I go to the, do the search, and I find out actually this is related with what we are just talking about. So if Lord willing, uh, we're, we're just going into this. And Brother Bram said in the face of Abraham, he said that a predestination is a hard word among congregation of a people. He said really foreknowledge is the better word. And a predestination looks back to foreknowledge, and foreknowledge looks on to destiny. So he never made Esau the way he was. He hasn't the willing that Esau would be that way, but Esau by choice, God knew what, uh, God knew he would take that way. So when we talk about a predestination, Brother Brahma said, predestination look back to foreknowledge. The reason God can predestinate because he got a foreknowledge. What is a foreknowledge? Foreknowledge, that means they know from the beginning to the end. No matter what you do, he know. No matter how the world develop, he know. He know uh, the war in Ukraine. 
And by the way, while we're praying for the saints in Ukraine, I think we also need to pray for the saints in Russia. And they are under the sanction. There are the, the, the brothers suffering uh, just because of one man's craziness. Just because of one man's the, the demon and that they try to, uh, try to do. I think that, that we're, we're doing, we don't have nothing to do with the politics. Because the prophet has already said all politics belongs to Satan. And that's a, to me, that's the tutfany. That's the end of it. It doesn't even need to argue that about. If that's all garment belongs to the devil, and then forget him. Let the devil fight the devil. We have other things that we need to do. So when then, when then we know the predestination, look back to the foreknowledge. Then the God is the foreknowledge has way greater than anything. God's foreknowledge know what is the world directions is going. God's foreknowledge know that the beginning of the Satan, he also know the end of the Satan. When Satan's been millions of millions of years with his followers, has been become nothing, eliminated, and God and his people still going on. There's no end to it. Because God has a greater foreknowledge, that means he knows everything. Not he knows the, the tallow of the little one uh, flea, how much, uh, uh, how much tallow that he had. He knows the, how much uh, blinking eyes that the little, uh, uh, the little flea is going to bite his, uh, bite his, uh, uh, blink in his eye in a, in a minute. Or if the flea have ever blinked in his eye. I don't know. But God knows. His, that's the foreknowledge of God. And Brother Branham said that Jesus come for one specific purpose. That was to redeem those that God foreknew would be redeemed. He said that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. But in order to be God, He had to know the word predestinate as in use in Ephesians 4, uh, chapter 1, 5. Predestinated here isn't a good word. It means in speaking of a predestination to the people, he said it sometimes leads people to think that God just predestinated you and push you through a little pipe or something. He said that that's not right. Predestination looks back to foreknowledge and foreknowledge looks to destiny. The reason God can predestinate because it's the foreknowledge. Everything that's what you, no matter how you try to think, no matter how you try to do, you can never over beyond God for knowledge. Everything that we do, everything that would ever happen on earth is all included in God's foreknowledge. He knows everything. If we have a, have the confidence that in that, our problem will be dismissed. And we know, Lord, if your foreknowledge has to know everything, what me worried about? If you, Lord, your foreknowledge has been so great, you know from the beginning to the end, why have I need to be worried about where my loved one gonna come in? Why my children gonna come in? Because the foreknowledge goes to destiny. So God gave a people a free moral agency, that means you can choose. But God's predestination based on His foreknowledge. So in another word, your choosing, if God choose based on the foreknowledge, your choosing also based on your knowledge. Is that clear? You can only choose your knowledge allow you to go. 
You can't choose something that's at a way beyond your knowledge. So even God gave you a free moral agency you can choose, but His foreknowledge is so greater than your knowledge. So no matter how you try to do, your knowledge cannot over God's foreknowledge. That's why when you're, when God has the foreknowledge that He knows that everything, it's almost like, um, if I make an example, like a little ant. That little ant, it was right over here, or we put it right on the pulpit here. Just imagine it. And we try to, um, we said that the ant, that the ant ahead is his way, wants to go. But God's foreknowledge is so greater that he can put one thing over there to block the ant. Then the block, the ant has to go this way. And then he look at the ant and wants to go off there, then he block it again, and it is to go this way. Because God's foreknowledge is so greater, He can direct that end that are coming to the destiny that He ordained that end to go. So when we realize, you realize our knowledge is way limited. But God's foreknowledge is such a greater, it's unlimited. No matter how we were, that the children can go, but it can never go over God's foreknowledge. No matter how weakness are you thinking, no matter how you're thinking of the whole heaven may be falling on you, but God's foreknowledge is way greater than your knowledge. The knowledge you said, I choose to drink. But God said, my, uh, my foreknowledge is way greater than that. In certain, in one day, in the time of your life, your life, your life of drinking is limited. It's stopped. When you're running around, when you're running away from the Lord, God allow you for a certain time, but you cannot over God's foreknowledge. As time coming by, God said, that's it. You can choose. You can choose whatever you want, but your choosing is limited by your knowledge. But God's choosing is by His foreknowledge is such a greater than anything that you can choose. Then he says that the power of God is the word predestinate. That's not a good word to use. The word foreknowledge is better. Predestination looks back to foreknowledge. And foreknowledge looks to destination. The foreknowledge looks to destination. That means in God's eye, he look at, if I need this person to go to the destiny, that's the goal. That's God's purpose. He will do everything he can to make sure you go to that goal. And in between, there is a process. And in the process, because our knowledge is very limited, we only look at it now. When we look at that, we say, my goodness, that's a catastrophe. When we look at it, we say, oh, how this going to be? But God got a way bigger picture. He look at it as foreknowledge, what goes to the destiny. And in between, because this is a process, he put this on there, he put this block on there, he put this catastrophe on there, he put that trials on there, he put everything in between. But we don't see it. But we only look at what is now. But God sees that. He said, I only have one purpose, one goal. You will arrive there. And in between, no matter what you're going through, but God said, my foreknowledge goes to the destination. No matter how many trials, no matter how many darkness, no matter what happened in between, but God said, I ensure you to go to the destination. He also arranged the path for you to go to the destination. 
We'll go to that a little later. He said, a predestination looks back to foreknowledge. Foreknowledge looks to destination. Predestination goes back to foreknowledge. Foreknowledge goes to destination. In another word, God's knowledge was way greater. He already saw you were there. I better hold him myself a little bit. He already saw we were there. In God's eye, that's already finished. But you said, Lord, I don't have that. I don't know that was there. But God gave you something equal to it is a foreknowledge. God can predestinate because he had a foreknowledge to know exactly what will happen to you. But for our knowledge, for our reasoning, for our imagination, for our uh, uh, compassion, or conscience, or, or whatever that we possess in our little peanut butter, in our little mind, we cannot comprehend it. I better watch my wording. I'm <laughs> but in God's knowledge, He wants you to understand. He doesn't want you just be a, a, a just like a, a put over by devil. Is that a word? You know, He just just try to blind you. But God wants you to understand what is this foreknowledge that is. And how we thankful God in this hour. Give us a prophet. Bring the thoughts of a God. Bring us a full knowledge to this hour. So that we can see what hour that we are living in. And here he him. And he said. He knows every end from the beginning. Everything that ever happens at the very beginning. He knows it all. If he wasn't, he wasn't God. So therefore, he can foreordinate things to work to his pleasure. He foreordained everything. Remember that little hand. He put the block here, put that there. Because he got a foreknowledge and know the direction that he wants you to go. And then he said, he knew to my foreknowledge. He said, what is the Bible? The Bible is the very thought that God had before the foundation of the world. Bible is the thought of God before the foundation of the world. Expressed to them in Word form. That means that God's thoughts was expressed, was formed, and he, uh, he funneling himself into a word. In the beginning. That's a God's thought. You can't comprehend. You can't touch it. You don't know what that is. But God said, I want my foreknowledge to be known by you. I want you to know my thoughts. I want you to know my foreknowledge because when you know my foreknowledge, you know that foreknowledge goes to the end. It goes to the destination. So he said, I want to finally form that into a simple word. He said, what is the Bible? He said, the Bible is very thought that God had before the foundation of the world. Express them in a word and drop them down to profit. God said, I don't want to be just be a word. Though that is simple, but I need a man to, to bring my word to the people. I can't use sun to bring it. I can't use moon to bring it. I can't use a horse to bring it. I must use a man to bring it. I can't use the denomination to bring it. I can't use a man's idea to bring it. But I must use the one man to bring that. That man is called a prophet. He said, and they wrote them. 
That's the only thing that is just has to be unfold. God knows all things, and by the spirit of a knowledge, God dropped it to his prophet. As the eagle who sailed up in the air and sees things to happen before it gets there. In another word, God put that word, his thoughts into the Bible. And he gives them the interpretation of the Bible to the man that is choosing, which is the prophet in that age. Then the prophet only has the key of the foreknowledge of God. Nobody else is having that. Only the prophet has that. That's why he can turn his back said to the certain, certain people, your address is a certain, certain place. That I saw the water, you're coming from overseas. Oh, you're coming from Norway. Who did that? That's the foreknowledge of a God way beyond the human knowledge. And that can only be given to the prophet. He said, in the beginning was the word, that the word was with God, and the word was God. He said, then what this Bible was, is God before the foundation of the world. The only reason it's written in here is a prophet receiving from God's foreknowledge of his predestinated plan of that age. First, the prophet goes to God. And the word comes down and he wrote into the Bible. And now that was a God's foreknowledge, the plan the prophet saw. And he wrote it in a word so that the people following will be word of situations and things to come. God used it the prophet to, to um, put it to the block, to put it to the path. And to put sometime to put a letter for you to go up so that you can see the foreknowledge of a God that you are not being covered and be blinded over by the God of this evil age. It's now by the inspiration that word was spoke by God. But inspiration, the prophet brought it, and by inspiration we have to receive it. It's not everybody can receive it. It must be that the people under the same spirit where the prophet is under, then they can receive the foreknowledge of God. It's not just that, oh, I believe. You must be under the same spirit. Without under the same spirit, you're going to miss it a million miles away. It becomes just a book on the shelf. It becomes just a voice on the background. It has to be under the same spirit that the prophet is under, and then you can receive the foreknowledge that the plan of a God. And there's only one way for you to get into it. By the baptism of the Holy Spirit. By born again. Now you are under the same spirit. That the prophet is under. Is that a God by his foreknowledge. Predestinated us unto. The adoption of children of a God. By Jesus Christ. He by his foreknowledge. He predestinated unto the adoption. It doesn't mean that we are there already, but by foreknowledge, He know you're going to be there. And then that's why we can rest it upon that. We can rest it upon the word has said. We can rest it upon the faith that in me, I have already received it. Faith is the resting. Faith is not just running around. Faith is not going here, going there, trying to be panicked. When the time, when the bomb gonna drop, when this gonna happen, when that gonna happen. No! Faith knows exactly what we're standing on. 
Well, the judgment is afforded on this earth, afforded on the whole world, and to the father, the mother who has the token that apply that in their family, they get sitting there eating the Lamb of God, the Word of God in this hour, and without being interrupted. It's about the foreknowledge he foresaw it. Though we're not there. But if we saw the foreknowledge of it, we can be just as if we're already there. Because when God said you will get there, there's nothing in between can interfere me. There's nothing can stop me to go what he has ordained to me. He said that gave us the courage. To know that no matter what comes or goes, God is making everything, the clock is ticking just exactly on time. Sometimes we get weary, upset, we get hasty, we think, oh, we must do this, or we must do that. No, you don't have to do anything. All you need to do is to believe what the word of God has said. No matter if it's a five minutes or five days or five years. But that is God's foreknowledge, and that foreknowledge goes to the end. Goes to the destiny. All the things has to be this way. It has to all be done according to his great knowledge. His foreknowledge. Therefore, he can make everything work according to his big time clock. That's taken away. For he could foretell the end from the beginning. When God after he predestinated. Doesn't mean God stopped working. When God predestinated it to go, actually, it for it drive God into the work, because they have to the work and everything, try to put this and put that in your path, so that it makes sure you will get to that destiny. That same spirit is supposed to be on us. It's not because we're predestinated. We're predestinated. It will come, and one day it will come. There's a work need to be done. That's why we cry. That's why we pray. That's why we do everything that we can. That's why we reach our family under the emanation of God. That's why we clean our home. That's why we do everything. Why? Because of that foreknowledge now become my possession. Because I'm going to that foreknowledge what God has saw. That's the destiny. I'm going there. You've driven us to work. And he said he got a plan. He had a plan for this day. He has had a plan for every day. And never has one of his plan ever failed. It is always on time. And the Bible has given us those figures. That's in Hebrew 11. The cloud of uh, the people that who got a face. That's a compass. Says that this all died in faith. Not having received the, the, prom- the promises. But having seen them afar off. And were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. This is the, the, uh, the, the people that are compassed us like a cloud of uh, people who got to the face. They all died in faith. They never reached it. They never saw what they, uh, God has promised to them. But they're having seen them afar off. It's not their eye see they're far off. It's their faith has to say that far it off. That's why when the faith drop on them, they become a persuaded. 
They become embracing them. They become confess that they are the stranger and a pilgrim on the earth. So their faith makes them to the place that God's foreknowledge has foreordained them to go. It's their faith has received the word of God that in that hour make them see the God's plan. And they saw the foreknowledge of God, not by their human understanding, but their faith to believe the foreknowledge of God. And that takes them to what they ought to be. So when we're talking about the foreknowledge of God, He give that foreknowledge to the message that uh, in each age, He sent it as a prophet, that the prophet knows the thoughts of God. What is the God's plan is for the future? And then the prophets give that foreknowledge to the people. And then when the people receive that and believe it, they possess the foreknowledge of God. In another word, your faith has the equal value with the foreknowledge of God. Your imagination cannot do that. Your reasoning cannot do that. Your knowledge of the word cannot do that. But your faith... Can you have the equal value that with the God foreknowledge? The reason is when God said, I ordained you to go to the rapture. You said, Lord, I believe it. And God said, that's just as much as my foreknowledge. No, my eye doesn't see it. No, my reasoning against it. But my faith grabbed the foreknowledge of a God. That foreknowledge become a driven power. It will drive me to that destination. Nothing going to stop me for that. And nothing going to stop you for that. That foreknowledge of put in the word. And said to believe unto Jesus Christ. You and your house shall be saved. And that the prophet by that word interpreted it to you. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You possess that. You receive that. And then your faith just have the same value. As to that foreknowledge of a God. And then it become a power. It drive you forward. You say Lord I believe it. And that power of the foreknowledge of a God. Will drive your children to that destination. Nothing going to stop them. The foreknowledge. Goes to the destination. And then God did not only just give the foreign, give that to the, the foreign knowledge to the prophet so that we can receive it. But he must also prepare the ground for you to receive it. I was thinking about it. What a grace of a God. It's not just you leave you alone. I give you the word. You go to do yourself. He said, I'm going to prepare the ground for you. I'm going to prepare your heart to receive it. But Abraham said in the face of Abraham, he said, the word predestinated us to the adoption of son. He said, now, that doesn't mean that God just put you in the little channel and run you through. He said, that would be no reward. But God gave you the free more agency to make your choice. But God will keep his believer. That's why your knowledge, your choosing is based on your knowledge. Your free moral agency based on your knowledge. But no matter you go left or you go right or you do this and that, you will never go beyond the God's foreknowledge. He said, but God will keep his believer. Sometimes you feel you're almost at the drop of the cliff, but God will keep that believer. 
Sometimes you feel that you're under the depression, you're going to be crumbled, but God will keep that believer. Is that true, Sister Julie? God will keep us a believer. In a work is a face expression that the word of a God is a seed and must have the ground prepared beforehand. God doesn't drop it or just haphazardly. When they drop it, it's a predestinated. And his foreknowledge already saw what he predestinated seed is going to be. And then he must have prepared our ground. For the people who cannot receive it, they don't have the privilege that God prepared our ground. But for you, he said, I prepared a ground before the foundation of the world. He said, so God in sovereign grace prepared a heart first. He prepared you before the foundation of the world to receive him in this age. He foreknew you by his foreknowledge and ordained you to the eternal life. He knew you, therefore he prepared you. God did from the before the foundation of the world, and he never stopped it. He prepared the ground even before you come over here. He prepared that heart to receive him that in this hour. He said, that's the reason you staggered out of the things and staggered into what you have now. It was a God leading you to the place where he had ordained for you to be. If this ground isn't prepared beforehand, it cannot grow. That's why it is a foreknowledge out of a God. He knows that you're going to come into this age. That's why he compelled it in him. To work, to prepare at the heart that is for you. He compelled to the God. He has to come on down in the human flesh to die, to redeem, to shed his blood and be resurrected. And the same, the same foreknowledge that he had, that he was living in us, and that that same spirit should have become on us, that we need to do just as that God has doing. If he has to prepare, that he has to die, he has to resurrect it. It's the same spirit that falls under the believer. It compelled us when we know the foreknowledge of a God. We pray, we cry it out, we do everything that we can. Because if that's the same foreknowledge that we received, that foreknowledge would drive on us to work. When God was doing the, when God having the foreign knowledge, He uh, put down the, the block, He put down the different things that is around us. And in our eyes, when we look at that, we may not think, what is the, what, what is used for, for this? What is this good about this? What has happened to me? I don't see any benefits that are coming to me. But God saw differently because He got the foreign knowledge. And it's not that you, he's not going to change your situation, but he's going to change your view. He's going to change your eye. He's going to open up your eye. Like the one that the spirit of a God opened up a Gehazi. He's an eye so that the situation's still there. The thousands of the, of the Syrian army is still there. 
But he saw the foreknowledge of a God. It was way greater than what is his army that surrounded them. And his spoken word is the original seed. The brother Bramley talking about his experience. If someone come the other day said somebody said something bad about me. It was a brother Branham. And it accused me of something that was wrong. And I said, oh, forget it. Brother Branham said, how can the other person said, how can you take it like that? That involves your family. I said, oh my. Brother Branham said, I said, that was just a predestinated before the foundation of the world to give me a trial. I said, oh my, 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 sure. So that's all right. It's, then the other person said, how do you do it? He said, I said, if I look right down this way, I will be falling all the time. What is this doing? The prophet is looking at the end. He got to the foreknowledge. The foreknowledge of a God is in him. He knows all things work and benefit for the goodness for the believer who love him. So when he look at the, the trial, when he look at the, the people accusing him and that, but that foreknowledge is in that a prophet. Though his eye doesn't see it, only reasoning cannot reason it out by faith. He believes it. And when faith believes it, that faith just has the same value as that foreknowledge. He knows that everything that he went through is for his benefit. Because God look into the destiny. And then he know whatever that he goes through. It's just like a little block that God put it in on their path. That would direct him to that destination. And sometimes it's the trial that you go through. How do you know that it's not God put the block along you? And then we try to change the situation. We try to do that. Sometimes we have a financial problem. Sometimes you find out that the person they will always have a financial problem. But that has nothing to do with the destination. It doesn't mean that it's a poor, that it will be always poor. Yeah, always poor on earth. But you will be a rich man in heaven. In heaven, everybody is the same. There is no billionaire and a millionaire. Everybody is a billionaire. But sometimes the things that we went through, we have the problem in the here. There was a problem in the family and in everything. But God sent us to the foreknowledge. The foreknowledge is not a you saw this. Oh, I can explain the situation. The reason I go through this is because of this. Your knowledge is way limited. The, the Bible talking about that one person was a blind and one from his birth. And what is the knowledge of the disciples? Did they see him? Or did the father, or maybe his mother, maybe his cousin, maybe his nephew sin? Then what is the Jesus said? He know the foreknowledge of a God. Then he said, it's not them. It's not that he's saying, or it's for the glory of God. Yeah. Oh, if we can catch that. Everything that happened to the believer, if you are a believer, that's the foreknowledge of a God revealed to you that no matter what happened to me, God knows. God has a foreknowledge. He looked at a destination. Lord, let my eye keep on the destination. Whatever I go through, whatever on this earth, suffering or no suffering, trial or no trial, it doesn't matter. My destiny is has a predestinated.
And if the ground has prepared, if your heart has prepared to receive the word, the foreknowledge of God in this hour, that means that you possess God's mind. Let the mind of Jesus Christ be on to you. When you receive the message, when you receive Him in person, you receive the mind of God. And then because of the knowledge, because of the foreknowledge that God had and given to us, we said that before, God's foreknowledge looked to destination. And in another word, because it's a knowledge, it's a foreknowledge, God can predestinate. And when you receive the foreknowledge of a God, it's not that a human knowledge anymore, but your faith to believe God's knowledge. That what you receive it is not a man's knowledge. It's not how much how much you know about the word, but you haven't received that person. You haven't received the thoughts of a God. And we said that the predestination based on the foreknowledge. And God then, He can predestinate. He said, I know from the beginning to the end. I can predestinate fortune, you're going to go to the rapture. And then when fortune got that, He said, that's exactly the truth. And then the foreknowledge take a hold of you. And you grabbed the foreknowledge... And we know predestination based on foreknowledge. And now, because you believe it, you can predestinate your destiny. And you say, Lord, your word says so. I can predetermine my destiny. My destiny is not on earth. No matter what I go through, but I'm going to my final destiny. And then... Because of the foreknowledge that is in you. And you based on the word of a God. The word of a God has said. Believe unto Jesus Christ. You and your family can be saved. Amen. Then you say the Lord. That, for, that predestination. Based on the foreknowledge. I predestinated my son. He will sit at that table. Amen. I predestinated my daughter. That he will see that table. What is the predestination? Because the predestination doesn't based on desire. Predestination based on foreknowledge. By foreknowledge, the word of God has given to us. We can predestinate our destiny. By the word of God in this hour, I can predestinate my children will be sitting on the table. In a super sign, Brother Brandon said he has to all be done according to his agreed knowledge. His foreknowledge. For by foreknowledge, he could predestinate. Not by his desire, but by his knowledge. God doesn't predestinate by his desire. It's not how much, oh, I love you. I love you so much. You know, I, I don't want you to go through this. No, he doesn't based on the desire. He is not willing that any should perish. But by his foreknowledge, he knew who would accept it and who would not. Therefore, he can make everything work according to his big time clock that is taken away. For he can foretell the end from the beginning. If God doesn't predestinate it by his desire, though he wants everyone to be saved, 
But based on his foreknowledge, you know who will accept it and who will not. It's based on his foreknowledge. If he based on the foreknowledge to do the predestination, we based on the foreknowledge, the word of God in this hour, then we can predestinate the destiny. That's why we can predestinate when we hear the word, Lord, by your stripe, that we were healed. And then, because that's the foreknowledge of a God, then I can predetermine, Lord, this is your word. We want our brother Henry to sitting up there. We want our brother Milko to be sitting up there. Then we go to work. We go to visit them. We pray for them. We fast for them. We do everything we do for them. Not because we don't have faith, but because we haven't had a foreknowledge in us. We can predetermine what is the result going to be. To predestinate means to predetermine. Decide beforehand. So predetermined. That's before the thing ever happened. That is already predetermined. What is the end result going to be? So one of the people. You know you hear the people say. Ah, I'm not going to serve the Lord anymore. If you are the predestinated seed of God. No matter what you said. I'm not going to serve. You will serve him. And how many of us that we can have the testament? I'm not going to serve the Lord. And now I end up just sitting here. And how many of you said, well, there's nothing about that is a message. And you end up just sitting here. What is it? Because your knowledge is way too limited. All you know is you're drinking. All you know is just you're smoking. All you know is that as if you were a study, Brother John. And all that's all that you know. But God's foreign knowledge is way over than you. It's way greater than you. Then it's set in a different block. He's that you just sitting at the church. And probably never heard the message. Never listening in the beginning. But as the preaching goes on. When Brother Tommy behind the pulpit started preaching. Then Brother John gave it as a heart to the Lord. What is it? Your knowledge is very limited. But God's foreknowledge has a soul of destiny. And you brothers and sisters are from SFU. You did the same thing. You're thinking you have your intention. Come just to study. Come in here just to do your major. And go to the university and everything. But God got a way bigger plan. And your knowledge is very limited. But God's foreknowledge is way greater. We think about that of the prophet. That he was thinking, I'm going to commit a suicide. But God's foreknowledge is way bigger than that. And to the God, oh, he got a free more agents that he can choose. He even chose that. But God's foreknowledge is way greater than that. He blocked it as a way he tried to commit a suicide and bring him back. And he said, I'm going to determine to, to, to smoke the cigarettes. But then the wind starts to whirling. What is that? That foreknowledge of a God. He was a predestinated to be the prophet in this hour. And when he was a, well, preaching the seven seals. And in the question and answer. And he was trying to pass that out. Just to listen to that the other day. And it was just uh, the person asking the question. And it was just uh, because of time consuming. Time's running out actually. So he, he, he just said uh, go over that real quickly. But then. When then uh, something. He said that's not right. He said something was wrong. 
And then the person in, uh, in the congregation said, go back and read that again. Then when he read it back, he realized he missed out a question. What is that? In his own determination, in his own knowledge, he was thinking, I'm going to go this way. But God's determination is way greater than him. So God's foreknowledge is way greater. That's why he can predestinate. Though our knowledge is not as great, though our knowledge is very limited, but because we believe his foreknowledge, they will find out everything, anything that on this earth cannot stop the bride of Jesus Christ. No matter if it's a trial, no matter if it's a sickness, no matter if it's the things that you went through, no matter if it's wayward children, no matter what happened, but nothing's going to stop the children of a God. So when God was correcting us, and then one of the things that we went through, if God has corrected, or corrected us, it doesn't mean He doesn't love us. When God corrected us, or things that happen in our life, He tried to turn us around, it just shows God has a destiny predestinated for you, but in between how to get there, He must have let you go through the different path. So if we realize that, and that will save us a lot of troubles. That will save us a lot of from a murmuring and a complaining. And only to the person whose heart has been prepared, they can receive the correction of God. When God corrected us, doesn't mean He doesn't love us. When God corrected us, only means He wants us to go to the destiny. He wanted to achieve what He gave it to us. And in the, in the, the predestinate is also coming from the word to determine. Determine means to mark out the boundary or limit. You might be running out this way, but God has marked out the boundary and the limit. And when times come, He said, time's up. Time's running out. This is time you need to give your heart to the Lord. And when times has come, one able table said that you're running longly enough. You're ever running far enough, but time has run out. So the foreknowledge of a God, when He reached to the destiny, that shows to us the time is here. God had a foreknowledge, have the beginning and for the things that happened over the beginning and to the end. And God's foreknowledge has to come to this end. Has to come to its destiny. And nothing going to stop Him. But in between, though going through the trials, going through the different things. But when we saw, when God started fulfilling His vision, started fulfilling His word, we realized we're coming to an end of the time. That's why when we saw the message of this hour, the Lord has given us as a messenger. Then we saw the different things that happens around us. We realized one thing. This is the time that time is running out. But it's also proved to us, this is the time that the foreknowledge of God is coming to this destination. When the foreknowledge of God coming to the destination... 
That's why the last time I said when a vision, before the vision happened, there's a long period of time. But when a vision starts to happening, it starts to happen rapidly fulfilling. Bam, 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 bam. Everything started to happen. Jesus is kneeling on the cross. Oh, I, I, I think the people said 80% of the scripture just all fulfilled in the last few hours. So when the foreknowledge of a God has said to us, this is the last age. When the foreknowledge of a God has said, I send the seven messenger to this last age. When the foreknowledge of a God said, the time shall be no more. When the seventh angel begins to sound the trumpet, that shows the foreknowledge of a God has coming to an end. When the foreknowledge of a God is coming to the destination, then this is the time to fulfill everything. That's why we caught on a different spirit. That's why we cry. That's why we pray. That's why we do everything with emergency. Lord, save my child. Lord, save my daughter. Lord, bring them to the end. Why? Because the foreknowledge come to the destination. When we realize that, we say, Lord, it must be now. It can't be just the next year. It can't be just the next month even. Lord, now is my time. Because the foreknowledge of a God has reached his destiny. Reverend said, he said, I predestinated the church. What's God a predestination? The church. How do you get in the church? By one spirit. We're all baptized into one body. He knew before the foundation of the world that we would be here. And we would be there. And those who he foreknew, he has called. Those who he has called, he has justified. Those who has justified, he's already glorified. In God's book, he done said, he will meet me right here. Therein, all devil out of hell can ever keep him anywhere else, but keep him from coming right here, because God has already said so, and that settles it. God will meet us right here. He will meet you right there. Then I was thinking about the different people. God can meet you anywhere. He can meet you while you are sitting here. He can meet you while you are outside on the street. Does it meet a brother Tim while he walk on the New Westminster? And he said, Lord, where are you? I want to know about you. Does God meet him there? Does God meet our pastor on the whole log? What is it cannot go there go further, but the Lord met him. He sent it to the prophet who has the foreknowledge of a God and meet him right on that log. God can meet anywhere. Does God meet to some people that even in the bar? I heard that the testimony of a brother Billy Andrew that he was on the bar drinking. He said, I'm not serving Lord. Drinking. He said, I'm not serving the Lord. What are you serving about? In the bar, are you talking about the Lord? But God can meet him there. No matter where you are, God said, I'll meet you there. Why? It's a foreknowledge will come to this end. And no matter where that end is. You might be in your dark basement. The lander that a demon has put you on a pressure, depress you. But God can meet you there. 
You may be at your job site. I heard Johnny's testimony. He was on the bed. He was thinking about the Lord. And then coming to the camp meeting. God can meet you on your bed. He can meet you anywhere. Because God has set to the boundary and to the limit. And said, you are not running anymore. He said, this is it. I'm going to meet you. No matter what situation, what condition that you are in, I'm going to meet you. Why is the foreknowledge has coming to this end? Remember, said he had to come. All devil that in hell couldn't keep him from coming. God had already spoken. It's a now believer. Have you got your joy shoes on? I got my own. Listen to this. If you are a Christian, if you are truly a God child, he said, there is not no preacher. That's the Bible. He said, he said, your name was written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. Oh my, at the same time that Christ, that God sent Christ to be seen, he wrote your name with his. When I heard that in my heart, it was a tremble. He wrote my name with his name. You know, I always admired our pastor, Brother Bisco. And one day, the brother, brother Ed, he said it was quite a few times. He was hugging me, and I never said, My son, God bless you. And was, uh, I was thinking, I know what he meant. He meant the son of the gospel, of his ministry. But I was thinking, how I wish I'd be his son. That I can sit at his feet to listen to his wisdom word. I wish I can be his son. I can hear him, not only just behind the pulpit, but at home. Like his three daughters. I might have a different fellowship with him. As a son. I want to ask him how the prophet met you. What is the word he has spoken to you? But I know. I don't have a blood relationship with him. But how I am thankful to the Lord. The Lord said he put my name. On the Lamb's book of life. And the wrote my name. Was his name. I had a connection with the name of Jesus Christ. That blood put a Murphy and Jesus had connected it together. I have a connection. I have a blood relationship with my father. And is that I write your name with my name. The name of Jesus. The name above all names. The name everybody has to knee. The name everybody has to bow. That name can cast out demons. That name can heal. That name can deliver. Oh Lord. Is that I write your name? With my name. If you just put my name on the book, it doesn't mean anything. But is that I put my name connected with your name? 
The blood merged out your name in one to one. So my name is not Murphy anymore. Your name merged. It's not a human name. But I wrote your name connected with Murphy. That's why Satan cannot deceive you. Because he can't deceive Jesus. That's why Satan cannot overcome you. Because he cannot overcome Jesus. That's why no matter what happens, he cannot overcome you. Because he connects your name with the name of Jesus. He said, I wrote your name. You mean my name with Jesus' name? Is that heaven and earth will pass away? But my name should not pass away. No matter what trials is coming, but I connect to your name with my name. I put your name in the book of the Lamb of life. Is that it will never be erased. No matter what Satan tried to do, he can never erase that name of Brother Ruham. Because that name by the blood has merged into one name. It deceived all whose name were not written. Not in the church book, but in the Lamb's book of life. Before the foundation of the world, God wrote your name in the Lamb's book of life. As soon as it ends the sod, it's slain Jesus Christ. Put your names on there. It said, Abide the spoken word and send Jesus, send Christ, the sacrifice to buy, to redeem the same group that had enrolled our name in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. Because my name and your names are connected with him. He must come down. He must redeem you. He must deliver you. He must heal you. And he must take you to the heavenly place. He must take you to the body tent. Because your name is connected with his. The same God that before the foundation of the world called your name and wrote down the Lamb's Book of Life. From the foundation of the world has already made a place in glory for you. And when this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have a one already waiting for us. In the way his fashion, there you are. That's the gospel. When he predestined anything to happen, let a musician come and sees that he will happen. He knows. That seed will be there just at that time. He predestinated a bride. She's going to be there. Going to be a rapture. She's going to be there. He predestinated about his foreknowledge. There's nothing going to stop it. Oh, thank God. Thank God. What a name. That above all name. That he connected us with him. 
Why we have put on the spirit of what we're doing now? Why we pray? Why we become a desperate? Why we are uh, praying and fast and praying and fast and burdened for our loved ones, the burden of our children? Because the foreign knowledge of God has been coming to his end. Because the time is running out. It doesn't make us a fear, but it doesn't make us in our heart just burdened. There are the day, sorry, Brother Timothy. I was having a little walk with Brother Timothy because he's my neighbor. He's just a little very close to me. And while we're walking, we're fellowshipping. And we're talking about the Lord. And then while we're walking to a little pond, and Brother Timothy and myself, and we just stopped. And he looked at me. He said, Brother Murphy, he said, on last Monday, not this Monday, the last Monday, he said, when we're having a prayer meeting, he said, I was afraid, I was afraid. There's just something that's burdened in my heart. I started sobbing uncontrollable. I would look at him and I said, what is it? There is a voice that said in my heart, what about the last one? You know, Brother Ed, one day he quoted the scripture, the book of Proverbs 25. He said, The word fitly spoken is like an apples of a gold in a picture of a silver. When he said that, I become a silent. I bow my head. I started thinking, if time running out, Not a Russia dropped a bomb. Not a Ukraine under the suffering or this and that. Or how much was the promotion that we have? What is the job? What is our financial situation? If time is running out, what about the last one? And he said, Brother Branham said, maybe the last one is a black sheep. Brother Timothy is going to Ethiopia next week. I'm thinking about you, Brother Tim. When I was preparing this, this last few days, I couldn't get to sleep. That word was resounding on my mind. If time is running out, what about the last one? If time is running out, what about your son? If time running out, what about your daughter? If time running out, what about the backsliders? If time running out, what about it? The foreknowledge of a God has coming to an end. Has coming to the destination. Everything coming to the fulfilling. That I was thinking about the Lord. Put that burden of that man into my heart. I'm standing, I'm sitting in the church. I'm sitting in an office. We all do, Brother Tim, but Brother Tom. We're wearing in here. But when I heard that, I feel shamed. I said, Lord, if time's running out, what about the last one? All the arguments is gone. 
All the debatings is gone. All the fillers is gone. All of this, the things of that, things are all gone. I become a desperate. Thank you, Brother Timothy. I was thinking about if time running out, what about the last one? And I catch on the different spirit when I go to that prayer meeting. I look at that whiteboard. I said, Lord, I want the whiteboard to become a Lamb's book of life. Lord, just change my view. And turn that thing around. When I saw your boys, they're in the Lamb's book of life. When I saw your boy, that in the lens of the book of life. Lord, open up my eye. If time's running out, what about the last one? If time's running out, what about our children? If time's running out, what about the backsliders? If time's running out, what about the backsliders right now that's sitting at a pew? If time's running out, what about our loved ones? Time running out. The foreknowledge of God must have come to it as a destination. Shall we stand? Brother Michael, I wonder if you can help me to sing that song. Is it worthy? I heard that song two years ago, one of BC students. That they come up to sing that uh, special. I was really, I was really touched. I was thinking about that other word. Is that do you feel the world is broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? Do you wish that you could have said it all made new? Is all creation groaning? Is a new creation coming? Is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? What is this young kids there singing? Let us think about it. If the times are running out, what about the last one? What if the last one is just right out among us? What if the last one is just one of your children? We're to catch on a different spirit now. The word should have put out another disparation. The word should have put out in a different spirit. Then we know what hour that we're living in. Let us uh, hear the young people sing that. And if we can all sing it together with them.
of this hour. How we thankful, Lord, that we're not in the darkness. We're not just shooting in the dark. Lord, we know exactly what we believe. And we know exactly where we're coming from. And know exactly where we're going to. Lord, we give you all the thanks and the glory. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we love you, Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. Worthy, worthy. Amen, amen. Let's sing worthy to the Lamb, but that was a slam. Let's sing it all together.
dear Heavenly Father, our heart is just filled with thanksgiving, Lord. How we thank you, Lord. How we love you, Lord. What a gracious God that we serve. Lord, as this is age, this is coming to an end. Lord, as the whole world is gearing up for the destruction. Lord, you prepare the home for us. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we're living in this really special age, Lord. It seems like everything is coming to an end. But Lord, it doesn't bring us a panic. It is only bring us to more faith towards your word. It brings us just more urgency, more burden, Lord, for the lost one. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that hasn't really know you, Lord, may tonight be their night. Lord, you can meet them anywhere. Lord, you can meet them in their pew. You can meet them in the altar. You can meet them in the hallway. You can meet them when they're streaming the service. You can meet them when they're even archived the service. God, you can meet us anywhere when our heart is ready. How we're thankful, Lord, to even prepare the heart. Lord, when a word has been preached, when a word we ever heard that you sent it to the prophet to give it as a message of this hour, Lord, it just strangely moved at us. Father, we want to let a word get us ready, Lord. Lord, we know that you sent us a prophet for one purpose, is to address the bride. I pray, Lord, that let a word address us. Let a word address us so that we can meet you, Lord. Oh, God, if there is any backslider, if there is any person that has their heart has been cold off, Lord, I pray that a fart of a God light them again, Lord. Lord, the people, if there is a sickness, Lord, the people that are sick and that probably cannot come into the service, I pray, Lord, that you meet them, Lord. Because you have said that by your stripe that we were healed. You're the Lord Jehovah that heals all our diseases. And we claim that and we believe on that. Lord, we don't believe it. We just uh, said we believe it. We believe it because in our heart of heart, we truly believe you. In our heart, we have a cash to the foreknowledge that you send us through the prophet with this message to us. Oh God, faith come by hearing, hearing the word. Lord, when we hear the word, it increases the faith, Lord. May we take it a hold of the promise of God and set a house of hell who gave away to the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, you hold our young people long enough. You hold our loved ones long enough. This is the time and everything is coming to the consumption. This is the time, Lord, that you break every chance. Lord, this is the time that you come on the scene. Send the fire amongst your children. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We committed each every one of your children into your hands. May the blessing of God be with every one of them as they're going in a separate way. Lord, as we pondering under the word, Lord, may you just draw nigh. Lord, as we're thinking about as the times are running out, what about the last one? Lord, it behoves us to do even more. It behoves to us to stay in line and to stay focused, Lord. Stay focused on the word as it set us to do. Lord, to put aside out of everything, just dedicate our cipher to freshen us to you again. We give you all the glory. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you, young people. May the Lord bless you and shake hands with each other. May the presence of God be with you. And I also remember Brother Tim in prayer. I think the next week, Brother Tim is going to Ethiopia. And we pray the Lord to be with him. And may the Lord bless his trip. We don't know what is the last one. As the Brother Tim says, the quote of the message said, maybe the last one is the black sheep. And we pray when the last sheep was fine, we're going out of here. We've been sick and tired with this world. And the heavenly home that the Lord prepared to us is becoming drawing nearer and nearer than ever. May the Lord bless you. God bless you. And shake hands with each other until we meet again.